Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Uh, yesterday, I did a piece on why 401ks don't work, and uh, throughout that conversation, it came up, or I brought up, that there had been a point in time when the government had decided that they were going to try to take your 401k away from you and private take the private money and turn it into government money. And uh, they had all kinds of reasons for it that were on the surface to protect you from other people take advantage of you as investments in the wildly investment world, the wild, wild west, uh, whereas the true nature of their desire was to be able to tax trillions and trillions of dollars. So I asked anybody, I asked if there was anybody out there that had proof of this, because, you know, this is something that happened a while back, and I didn't have the factual information on it. Somebody sent me some facts on it, and I appreciate that. So I'm going to share them with you today. Uh, then, after we get through the negativity of the government trying to steal all your money from you and the fact that your 401k is never safe as long as there's a liberal living on this earth, uh, then we want to go into something about getting wealthy and to have a book review today of a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. So uh, let's get started with this. This uh, report comes out of, let's see what it is. It says Obama Labor Department sets a stage for nationalizing retirement accounts. This article was written in August 26th of 2015, so it's quite a bit back there. Um, if you like your 401k, you can keep your 401k. Obama Labor Department set stage for nationalizing retirement account. Uh, that, that's a joke, son. 
If you like your 401k, you can keep it. That's like if you like your health insurance, you can keep it, which turned out to be a lie. And so would this turn out to be a lie if they got their hands on it? Uh, the, the, they wanted to, see, I'll just read this here because it's too technical for me to um, just discuss off the top of my head, especially since it's a while back. Since in 2013, a little heralded case, the U.S. Court of Appeals in the Seventh Circuit rejected Obama's Labor Department attempt to punish voluntary retirement plan service providers. The DOL, Department of Labor, under the direction of the controversial radical leftist Tom Perez, had tried to force providers of the 401k, 403b, and the IRA, and related services to adopt a massive new set of regulations known as fiduciary responsibilities. Okay, so it goes on and explains these and technically what it was is they made it almost impossible for people to manage these accounts with massive, massive, massive regulation. And uh, the, the concept was is to put everybody out of business so that there was no other choice but the government's choice. The same thing they did with Obamacare. If you put all the other insurance companies out of business, then there is no other choice but Obamacare. And they were going to do the same thing with the financial uh, institution Fiduciary Responsibility Act. So it goes on and reads a simple plan. Like Obamacare, the idea is to drive small and mid-sized service providers out of retirement business by ensuring that the cost of complying with regulations are unaffordable and to ensure a Republican president can't easily unwind the Ruby Goldberg machinery. The Labor Department also promised an impossible eight-month implementation time plan. Most providers believe it would take them three years to follow all the bizarre rules and regulations. So in other words, they were going to stick this thing into law and get it done before the Obama system was gone, before Obama was gone. Goes on and says, their intent, in my view, is to force a consider the consolidation of the retirement service industry, just as Obamacare drove mergers and acquisitions into the healthcare business, leaving only gigantic corporations in its wake. These companies have become intertwined and dependent upon legislators and lobbyists in Washington. They can't make a move without the permission of the federal, um, and it has some word there, I don't even know what the word is, just call it federal bureaucracy, okay? Um, we've got, it goes on, let's see here, it says, goal of financial repression. One of the first steps that the Obama administration took to signal its directors was to unveil the wildly unsuccessful MyIRA program that takes participants' funds and invests them in ultra-safe government debt. There we go. That's what I was talking about. They were going to take your 401k. Just take it and force you to invest it in government bonds, right? Government-issued debt. You can be sure that the future of the retirement service business will be to extend fiduciary responsibilities to require advisors to leverage federal debt instruments in their clients' portfolios. This is called financial repression, and it's the hallmark of a government on its way to bankruptcy. Essentially, a failing government forces investors to purchase its debt because it knows darn well, and that's not the word they use, that the instruments will ultimately never be repaid. 
Argentina and other failed countries have embarked upon the strategy prior to blown currency collapses. You can be sure that the real goal of the Obama administration is to nationalize your retirement account and to invest it in debt that will become increasingly unsellable to the open market. If you want to maintain control of your retirement funds, I'd recommend contacting your member of Congress today, urging them to defund the Department of Labor until the rule nukes itself. So there you go. They say in here, there's some, one part of it I saw a number they threw out there that the government, oh, they were talking about the fan, that there are six, $60 trillion worth of funds. And making $60 trillion worth of funds available to a broke government like ours is, no, it's $10 trillion. Uh, it says uh, Obama's administration set its sights on the incredible amount of money. By some estimates, Americans are holding well over $10 trillion in private retirement accounts. For a country with debt that is clearly unsustainable, that amount of money is akin to showing a kilo of heroin to a, to a desperate junkie. So there you go, guys. That's uh, that's the proof that I said, beware the government at any time, if Democrats get back in power, could just suck your 401k right away from you. So if you think all the stuff that's going on right now with all the riots and whatever and uh, the killing of the gentleman uh, by the cops and the uh, COVID virus, you know, shutting the country down, if all that's going to be negative enough to give the power of the presidency back to the Democrats, well, then you might as well just kiss your 401k goodbye. And I would suggest you get your money out of it right now because Trump has made it possible for you to pull the money out. Uh, I think in many cases without the penalty, you just have to look into it. And get. I haven't had one since I was 29 years old. I got rid of mine as soon as I figured out how stupid they were. All right, moving on. Let's see what the time is here. we got just a few seconds left in this quarter here, or this segment. Uh, seven wealth-building lessons from the richest man in Babylon. The richest man in Babylon is one of the simplest books that I ever read that brought the concept of how to be wealthy down, distilled it down to the simplest concepts you could possibly fit. In fact, I would buy this book from children age five and up and start reading it. I'd read it with them. I read it with my kids. I read it with my kids. And then when I got married to Melissa, I read it to her kids. Well, when we first started dating, when they were younger, I read it to them. I read it to her. I've read this book to everybody I've ever met. I read it to all my employees. I mean, it's one of those books that if you don't understand these basic concepts, then you're really not going to be successful. It is the basis of success in 99.9% of success cases. It is the basis of success. And so as we go through this book, they, they're, they're going to outline seven. But I'll suggest to you that within each of the seven, they're really outlining two or three or four more really basic, powerful, fundamental ideas about becoming wealthy and how to do it. And you really need to read the book if you haven't read it. I've read it many times because, like I said, I've reread it to each of my children. I've reread it to my girlfriend when I first met her, and now she's my wife. And it's just a basis of life. You have to understand the basis in this book or you're never going to be financially free. Having said that, I, I think about it right now and I think about all the people out there, the, the unemployment levels, you know, just jumped back. I mean, people starting to go back to work right now, right? So when you look at this situation, 
it's back in your hands again, guys. Let's take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del Wamsley talks about finding that one thing that made sense for the lifestyle. I looked at franchises. I looked at multi-level marketing. I looked at everything in the world. But nothing made as much sense as buying one simple little rental property. Real estate is your best option. Real estate makes sense. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your first rental property. Join our live online free workshop to find out more. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about positive cash flow tax-free. I bought one little rent house. So a month later, I bought three more. Now I started receiving even more positive cash flow. $880 a month positive cash flow after just two months. This cash flow was tax-free because of the way I did it. Because if you know how to do it the right way, you won't pay taxes on that. Give yourself a raise tax-free. Find out how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Lifestyles Unlimited Executive Vice President, Business Consultant, and Successful Real Estate Investor, Lynn Murrow, on the critical difference between those who succeed and those who fail. Whether you have a small business, whether you are running a division of a large corporation, whether you're a CEO of a Fortune 100 company listening to us right now, or whether you work for somebody else, you have an area of responsibility and you are presented with a novel challenge by a novel virus that's going on right now. And the key to all of that is keeping your head up and looking for opportunity when what you want to do is curl up in a ball and uh, and go to sleep. And it's that is the critical difference between people who succeed right now and people who fail. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our business and provide for our families. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk 1370. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we are covering the book called The Richest Man in Babylon by George Clayson. And uh, the first chapter is in the first theory. I mean, they're all really parables is what they are. The first parable is called pay yourself first. The most basic concept in the book, the most basic concept in life is that if you're ever going to accumulate any wealth, and this is the difference between the average person, the average person out there, whatever it is you earn, you spend. Yeah, you may stick your money into a bank account until you spend it, 
but you ultimately spend it. And that is such a simple concept, and it's so difficult to control, especially if you're married. It, was, it brings this point up in the book is that a lot of people can't control their money because they're married, and one spouse wants this, another spouse wants that. And then you get into the spousal war of, well, if I don't spend part of our money, then she'll spend part of the money and there won't be any money left for me to get what I want. So they start fighting over how quickly they can spend the money and or whatever. And or you've got a marriage where one person's a complete wacko with money and the other person's a real conservative. Whatever, money ends up being one of the number one battle points in almost all marriages at some point. Money, money, money. It's not love. It's not kids. It's, it's not anything. Self-respect. It's not even sex. It's money ends up being the number one battle for most families. And this concept is so difficult for people to understand, which is pay yourself first. It says take 10, but it recommends as much as 20% of everything you earn and set it aside <coughs> before you go spend the rest. Now, the reality is, is what you believe to be true, which is not at all true, is that your cost of living grows but your cost of living does not grow unless you let it grow. So I suggest to you that I'm going to hit this from two different angles because it's so difficult to get this across to people, something that seems so simple. Let's start out if you're a kid. You're living at home. You're 18 years old. You pay for nothing. Now, all of a sudden, you go get a job. You should be able to save millions of dollars because you don't have any overhead. Now let's say, okay, I decide I'm going to get a car. So now you have a car payment and an insurance payment. But you still don't pay for your house, your home, your electric, your water, or any of that. So you should be able to save massive amounts of money, especially if you were able to live on half of what you earn. And when I was a kid, I lived on half of what I earned. I lived on that all the way up until I was 40 years old when I was making over a million dollars a year. And then I decided I would spend a little bit more, although I couldn't figure out how to spend more than a half a million a year. When I was making a million a year, I couldn't speak. So don't come on. I could spend it. I go, look, dude, living in a mansion, paid in full. Got four expensive vehicles, paid in full. Travel anywhere you want, Paid in full. What do you pay? I got a well, so I got no water. I got electric bills. What do you pay? I got more clothes than I can wear. What do you buy? Once you get to that point, what do you buy? The answer is your cost of living actually should go down because you should have no bills. Everything should be paid off. But that's not what people do. People accelerate their cost of living. So I, my entire life, decelerated my cost of living and tried to live on half of what I made. And the theory was, and I used to teach this story, it was a, it was a story parable that I made up, which was there was these two kids that both at age 18, went, both got a job down at McDonald's or wherever. And they each made, you know, 10 bucks an hour, eight bucks an hour, whatever it is. And I added all the money up and said, okay, this kid went and took half of it and put it in the bank. And the other half, he bought himself some trinkets and joys and was able to take his girlfriend out on dates and whatever. The other one spent all of it. And then they both got a promotion to shift supervisor and their income doubled. And the kid whose income doubled, he now took that doubling income and saved half of it. The other half now, which was the full amount that they used to make, he was now saving the full amount of what they used to make. The other kid accelerated his expenses, got a more expensive car, uh, started going out spending money, eating out dinner all the time, just doing all kinds of stuff, very expensive. 
The other guy was putting money away. As he's putting money away, he started earning money with that money. He started buying rental properties and started making additional income. Now, by the third move, they got moved up to manager, from shift supervisor to manager or assistant manager. And now they were tripling their money. Well, the guy that had tripled his money was taking his tripled money plus the money he's making from the passive income, and he had four times the amount of money they started with, and he lived on half of that which means he was living on double what they had originally both had to live on. The other guy was living on three times because he didn't have the extra quarter because he hadn't saved anything and bought any investment property. So he was living on 3x, and this guy was living on 2x. The next time they got moved up to manager, they doubled their income again, and this guy now was living on 5x, and this guy now was living on 4x, and the guy that actually had all the passive income was actually living higher than the guy. Plus, he had millions of dollars of wealth saved up, or hundreds of thousands at that age, of wealth saved up. The other guy had nothing except debt. And if you put that on a spreadsheet and you you carry that out over many, many, many years, what you'll find out is wealthy people get wealthier every year. My income has gone up every year for 30 years. My net worth has gone up every year for 30 years. Because why? Because I live on next to nothing of what I earn. I told you, I went through this point where I wasn't spending anything. I was making close to half a million dollars a year living on less than 100 grand, living on 20%. And people going, Dell, loosen up. And I'm telling myself, I got to loosen up. I got to enjoy some of this money, right? So I decided every Friday I was going to go out and I was going to take everybody out after uh, whatever road trip we did. And I was going to buy everybody drinks and cocktails or hors d'oeuvres or whatever. At first, there'd be 20 or 30 people there. Pretty soon, it got to be known that I was going to buy. And so there'd be 40 or 50 people there. And pretty soon, I was spending 1000 bucks each Friday afternoon, then 2000 And I looked around and I said, is this really doing me any good? No. So I stopped doing it. It was just a matter of everybody was just taking advantage of me. It wasn't really benefiting anything. So spending money doesn't necessarily make you any happier. So then I said, okay, I gotta buy something to be fun. So I started hanging out with people that drove motorhomes. And this is no insult to anybody, but I was in my 40s and I was rich and people that drive around in motorhomes, whether you realize it or not, are 50, 60, 70 years old. No, there may be two of you out there that are 30 to have a motorhome, but you're a country folk or something. You know what I mean? I did like to go out and see the country and burn some wood and shoot some guns or something. That's fine. But in general, I was hanging out with these people I had nothing in common with them. They're all old, decrepit, physically unfit, smoke chimney cigarettes, just unbelievable. And then they had to take care of the motorhome, which meant whatever number of hours they're out taking care of it, they had to clean it, they had to let the junk out of it, they had to put new junk into it, they had to load it, unload it. I said, man, it's more work to have one of these than not. I said, okay, this isn't cool, this is not where I want to be. So then I ran into and started hanging out with guys that own yachts. I started going out every weekend with guys that had yachts. And then I realized, you've got to park them somewhere, you've got to clean them, you've got to load them full of food and booze and gas, and somebody's got to drive them, and on and on and on and on. And then, when we come back, I'll share with you what really changed my mind. We'll be right back with Del Wamsley Radio Show. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Austin's Talk 1370. I live frugally with money. And... We're talking about the fact that my entire life I've lived on less than 50% of what I've earned. Save the rest. Still do it to this day. Probably do it now. I'm probably living on less than 20% of what I earn. Way less. Maybe 10%. And, you know, the concept is, is that when you have everything you want, there's no need to keep buying more. You know, not buy myself toys and trinkets and stuff, but as a percentage of what I earn, it's nothing. You know? So, it's Okay. You can afford to do that. But I'm talking about the big stuff and what really makes a difference in your life. And so I looked at motorhomes and I looked at yachts and I saw that there were a massive amount of work. And plus, most of the year they sat either parked in a garage or they parked in a, you know, a, a yacht place, whatever they call it, a harbor or whatever they're called. And um, they didn't get used. So there was a massive amount of money just sitting there doing nothing. And when you did want to do something with them, there's a lot of work to get set up to do it. Then you had to do it. Then you had to undo it and clean it and put it back away. And I go, man, that's just, it's more work than what it's even worth. I mean, I used to go out with my friends on yachts and it was fun. They did everything. I showed up, got on the boat, boom, got drunk, got off. What you want is you don't want to own a yacht. You want to have friends that own yachts. You don't want to own a motorhome. You want to own, have friends that own motorhomes. That's the secret. I figured it out. But I had another friend who had gone and decided to build himself a nice home on the beach. And um, when he built the home on the beach, it was a nice home. I think he paid, built it for like $400,000 or something like that. But by the time he was done building it, it really was interesting to me that it had become worth six or $700,000. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. You buy something that's expensive but gives you joy every single day. Because every day you get up and go look at that beach, every day you're living in that environment, and yet it goes up in value. It makes you money. And I thought about that. I go, you know, that's the most incredible thing in the world. And then I thought about time driving to and from and to and from work and everything, and really where your days and lives are spent. They're spent either in your home or in traffic getting to where you work. And so I came to this conclusion I was going to go buy myself an incredible home at the time, a million dollars was just an incredible home to me. Um, and I bought it close to where I worked in a more expensive part of town, you know, more of an inner city, right in the middle of all the activities kind of place to live. And at the time I was single, so I mean, you know, going out at night to restaurants and bars and dating and whole bit and being able to get to work, yes, in like 10 minutes instead of like an hour made all the difference in the world. But every single day I would wake up, I was in this beautiful mansion. And then I realized it. 
I'm getting massive joy from this money. This money was not intended nor used as an investment. However, the property did go up in value. That wasn't even the intention of it. When you go buy a home, you buy a home to, to live in. And so I realized that this was what you do when you buy a home. You buy something to enjoy, and it has to take and change 80% of the time in your life. And I was really happy with that idea. So the next home I bought was even larger, even nicer, and even more incredible landscaping and everything to where I get up every day and it's like I'm living in a resort. And you know what? The thing has doubled in value over the eight years that I've owned it or whatever number of years I've owned it. It's doubled in value. And <laughs> you're going like, man, this is dumb as a rock easy. This is the way to do it. Yet the property's free and clear, which brings me to my next point about what is realistic. I have never owned a home that I didn't earn as much in the year I bought it as what the home cost. So when I bought my first home as a condo, I paid $40,000 for it. I was earning about forty grand a year. That's not a stretch. When I bought my next home out in Sugar Land, I paid about $120,000 for it. At the time, I was making about $100,000 a year. A little more of a stretch, but not bad. The next home I bought, I was making about $400,000 a year, and I bought a home that was a $250,000 home that I bought for $150,000 because I bought it from a distressed seller. The next home I bought was a million-dollar home, and it was worth a million the day I bought it. But I had made that year um, in excess of a million dollars. Paid cash for the home. The next home I bought was $2.4 million. And I made $7 million that year. Paid cash for that home. So you see, when you look at your big costs, the secret is if you can live below your means in the beginning of the experiment, continue to grow your wealth through investing in passive income, your wealth will continue to grow and allow you over a period of time to increase your standard of living and still never up the percentage of the standard of living that you're living at compared to your overall income. Now, I got all that out of this first parable, Richest Man in Babylon, that my money, number one, most important thing my money does is make me richer, to build wealth for me. At least 50% of everything I earn is invested every single paycheck. Every single month, every single quarter, wherever I get paid, if I get paid monthly or quarterly, it goes right back. At least 50%. Most of the time, more like 80%. You go, well, Dell, I couldn't live on 20% of what I earn. I know. Live on 50. Well, I can't live on 50. I'm going to tell you a little secret. If tomorrow the government changed your taxation, Right now, you're paying anywhere from 15 to 33% in income taxes, 7.2 in Social Security, so you could pay anywhere from 22 to 40% in taxes. And if you own your own business, you're paying 15.2% in taxes or Social Security, so you're paying as much as 50%, especially if you're in a state income tax, uh, added on top of that another 10%, you could be as high as 60% tax. If tomorrow the government said we're taking 60% of everything you earn, guess what you'd live on? You'd live on 40. Guess what the people in California are living on? 
40% of what they earn, and they're living on it. So don't tell me you can't live on 40% or 50% of what you earn because people are doing it every day. It's just that the government is making them do it. Now, once you're used to doing that, Californians, move to Texas. Pay 15% income taxes, earn your income passively, pay no income taxes and no Social Security Medicare, and boomy, you're rich. You're rich almost overnight just because of the taxation. Take the taxation away, save all that money you're already not spending, and kaboom, you're rich almost overnight. The second parable is live below your means, which I guess I've already bled into that parable. The same method, same thing. Save the money first and then pay your bills. Don't let your bills exceed what that number is. So you're living below your means. Those two are tied together as one. Number three, make your money work for you. During this whole little scenario that I've been telling you, this little parable I made up about the two kids and I that working McDonald's, the secret of kid number two was not only was he saving money, he was investing the money, and he was buying rent houses with it. And if you look at this story on a whiteboard uh, where I can numerically explain it to you or on a spreadsheet where I can numerically explain it to you, it's amazing how quickly the compounded income of these investments double this guy's earned and passive income total to the other kid. And at one point, he's making double what the other kid is making and living on half of it, living the exact same standard of living, right? Exact same standard of living, but saving an equal amount every single year. What you can't conceive, you can't believe, and you can't achieve because you can't even conceive it is that at some point, your earnings are so high. If you didn't let your wife demand that you have this massive home, if you didn't let your wife demand that you have this three cars, you didn't buy your kid a car, each kid a car, your parents this, that, you didn't have the most expensive phone every year, the new one, the biggest TV screen, cable, four, four or $500 a month. If you didn't have all that crap, you could very easily live on half of what you earn. And then you'd be rich. But what you don't see on the other side of that is, is that once you're rich, once you have all this passive income coming in, now living on half of that, half of a million is 500000 a year, and all your friends that make two hundred, who were so smart are now not that smart because you're living on double what they're living on and still saving twice what they earn. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. My friends, how many of you out there right now believe you have a plan? I followed the conventional plan for years, and then the conventional plan blew up in my face. I wonder how many of you can relate to that exact same thing. The real question is how many of you have actually figured out how to turn that thing around and make it happen. Do you have a plan? Lifestyles Unlimited has one for you. It's worked for countless others. Retire in five years or less. Come learn more. Join us for our live online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. 
Del Wamsley on having a plan. The year I got cancer and could not work for eight months, I lost 50 pounds. I want to tell you that I made $4 million that year. I made more that year than any year I'd ever made previous to that in my life. And I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you. I didn't go to work for eight months. That's a plan. Create your plan at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing the richest man in Babylon, the seven parables of how to become financially free. And uh, we're on number four, which is ensure and protect your wealth from those who would fleece it from you. Uh, guys, if you are ever successful enough to save money, live below your means, put it aside, the next problem is what do you do with it? And most people have no idea what to do with their money and so they give it to somebody else. I mean, literally you give it to somebody else. You give it to your 401k administrator, you give it to your financial planner, uh, some of you lend it to your family, and. All those ideas are terrible ideas because they won't make you rich. The only thing that makes money, the only thing that makes sense to do with your money is to find somebody who knows how to make a lot of money with it, prove in that they made a lot of money with money, and then learn from them how you can make a lot of money with money. You do not want to give them all of your money because then they will go make money for themselves with all of your money. The key is learning for you to learn how to make money with your money. And the richest man in Babylon talks about how the bricklayer would, you know, the guy would save a bunch of money, ran into a big bricklayer, and the bricklayer said, hey, I know a guy who buys jewels, and he can get us a discount on the jewels, we can bring them back here from, uh, he goes across the sea, we bring them back here and we sell them and make a fortune. Well, he ends up buying a bunch of glass, and none of it was really jewels, and he loses all of his money. That's no different than giving your money to a stockbroker guy who picks stocks that go bad on you, or financial play, or a 401k who just puts your money in something that goes down during the next recession. It's all bad financial decisions. And until you take the time to go learn how to do it, now I'm going to just cut this one short because I guarantee you this. There's no other way other than owning your own business and being good at business and knowing how to run a business, there's no other way to make more money than real estate investing. Now, can you make more money if you're Bill Gates, you create a business? Yes. But once you've got that business, what do you put your money into? Real estate, right? But in the reality of it for people that are starting out the bottom like I did with no money, and they've got to build their wealth. Real estate is going to be the fastest way to do that. You need to learn how to do it. And Lifestyle's been around for 30 years. 
teaching people how to do it. We've won the National Apartment Association. Well, one of our investors has won the National Apartment Association's Real Estate Investor of the Year Award 13 years in a row. We've won Best Property Awards every year. We win local, state, and national awards by the tens to 20s to 50s a year. Uh, we're the best investors in, out there, no matter what anybody tells you. Almost every other guru that's out there is a derivative of lifestyles. They are either someone that tried to copy what we're doing here, or they are one of my students who went out and tried to copy what I'm doing. And if you find somebody out there that says they aren't, then just tell me who they are, and I'll prove to you that they are. It's just the way it is. We've been doing this for 30 years. Most of them were in diapers when we started doing this stuff. And we've been improving it every single year for 30 years. So this is the place to come. Long story short, there's your big long sales pitch. You don't need any more than that. All right, let's move on to the next one. What is number five? We can squeeze it in here. We've got just a few moments left. Uh, our home is our best expense. Make your dwelling a profitable investment. I've already talked about the fact that I bought a home and it's doubled in value in the last eight years. You know, where would that money be otherwise? And if you're going to get a place to live and you're going to get it doubling in your time, then it's also going to be profitable for you. He also makes another point in there that uh, I don't know how relevant it is, but it, it appeared relevant. He said, no man ever really truly becomes successful until he owns a home and a family. And what they're saying is men by nature take our testosterone levels, the nature of our being, we're out there hunting and we're out there chasing until we capture. And when you finally get married and you own a home and a family and kids, it takes that hunting and chasing nature out of chasing women and transit, we call it sexual transmutation, transmutes that into productivity to protect the family. Again, in this day and age of sexism and, uh, you know, women having more power than men and whatever you want to call what we're in the Me Too world, uh, nobody wants to talk about the fact that men have different sexual drives than women do, but they do. And when you change them over to wanting to accomplish something for the family, it's a completely different approach than trying to go out every Friday night and, you know what I mean, get laid, get drunk, whatever you want to do. Uh, number six, have a retirement plan ensuring future income. We want to develop a passive stream of income plan that is there even after we're not working anymore. Uh, one of my claims to fame is I got cancer, and as I came down with cancer, um, I couldn't go to work for eight months. And during eight months, I made as much money that year as I made any other year that I was ever working, or up till that year. I made more money after that, but up to that year, I'd never made any more money than that. And I made it without even going to work. And so there was a plan, right? And of course, if I were actually just calling myself retired, although I just consider myself financially free, if I were calling myself retired, I'd be there now. Number seven, invest in yourself. Your ability to grow as a human being is more valuable than anything else you can invest in. The smarter you get, the wiser you get, the more successful you become and you'll be able to leverage everything else you have, your money, your time, your credit, you'll leverage them tenfold if you know what to do. Go get your education. 
get down here to Lifestyles, find out what you need to know, and get started. And then be a lifelong learner. Continue to grow. I read every single day. I'm an internet freak. I just cannot stop watching YouTube stories about things. I want more information. I consume more information on a daily basis than I do food. It's unbelievable how much drive I have to learn new things. You need to be the same way. You need to want to understand the world. You want to understand how all of it, every part of it works so you can succeed in all of it. It's not just money. It's health, wealth, fitness, family, friends, future. It's everything. And all that is our oyster out there just waiting for us if we're willing to educate and continue to live a life of education, right? We're gonna call it a lifelong learner. So remember guys, as you get started on this journey, it's not the money, it's the incredible lifestyle we're after. Have a good day, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.